This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Thank you, Sid, and thanks, everyone, for joining us today. I'm your host, Donna Chavis. You know, to look at my guest, you might think she's a lovely, compassionate, nice little missionary lady, and you would certainly be correct about that, but she is also a powerhouse when it comes to the authority given to her by God and standing up for every single promise that we've been given. Believe me, she is a force to be reckoned with. Please welcome Becky Dvorak. Hi, Becky. Hi, Donna. How are you doing? I'm well. I hope you are. What, what's going on in Guatemala? Well, it's a beautiful sunny day here up in the mountains of Guatemala. The kids here at the children's home are are growing and they're healthy and strong. And, and we couldn't ask for anything more than that. Very busy with the healing ministry, traveling all around the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All is well. Oh, that is wonderful. Well, let's get started here with the program today. And and Becky, I found out that you have an angel that follows you around when you are ministering. Um, yes. I was actually at a healing seminar where I was ministering in Ocala, Florida, and one of the visiting pastors in the seminar, he came up to me afterwards and he goes, Becky, do you know you have an angel with you? And I said to him, yes, I know, because people see him. <laughs> and and he says, well, you actually have more than one. He said, you have a main one, and behind him, there's six more. And I was like, oh, I like that. <laughs> but um, anyway, he was asking me, he goes, he continues on, he goes, do you know what, do you know what he does? And I said, no, tell me, what does he do? He says, everywhere you go, he's right behind you carrying a book in his hands. And he stands right behind you, and he opens up this book, and he reads from its pages. He says, then you repeat what he, what he speaks out loud to you. And he said, you know what, what he does when you seem to, like, hesitate sometimes? And I said, no, what, what does he do? He said he's, he, he picks up his book, and he looks for another page. And when he finds what he's looking for, he reads it, and then you speak out loud what he just says to you. And I told him, I said, you know, that reminds me back um, many years ago when I was a baby Christian, and um, I was reading through the Word, and I remember reading through um, Matthew ten nineteen, where it says not to worry about how or what you should speak, for it will be given to you in that hour what you should say. And I knew that the Holy Spirit was, was speaking to my heart about something that I didn't know about it. And I knew it was going to be something in the future. And I know I'm walking in that now. And so I had learned how to surrender my voice to his leading. And I recognize his voice. And I've learned to to say what he speaks to me. Yes, yes. Well, when you're talking about surrendering your voice to him, you're talking about, you know, uh, agreeing with or repeating or saying the words that, that he wants you to say. What, what is so powerful about God's words, Becky? Well, number one, they're alive, and it's his living word that pierces the hearts of people. You know, we can say all these clever things, but it, it's the word of God that pierces the heart. It transforms people, and it divides, you know, according to the word, it divides light from darkness. And um, prophetic healing is what we're talking about and it's very real, and it's for today. Now, explain to me uh, prophetic healing. Give me, give me what what you mean by that. According to Proverbs eighteen twenty one, we have we have the power of life and death in the words that we speak. In other words, we are either prophesying life or we are prophesying death into our bodies or into the situation around us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And. And believers, you know, those that believe in, in Jesus as their Savior, we have a covenant right. We have a blood covenant through the blood of Jesus with the Father that can't be broken. And and we have um, this ability, God-given ability with our words to, to actually um, walk out of the valley of the shadow of death. 
and 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 release healing and life into ourselves and into other people, into the situations that we come into contact with. Yes. And so our first um, action to take is with the power of faith-filled words. Um, We need to hold true to our confessions no matter what the situation looks like. Um, And that's a key objective that I have for this work, the prophetic and healing power of our words is to create atmospheres that release supernatural healing, miracles into our everyday situations. Yes. Whether whether we need um, healing of the spirit, the soul, mind, and emotions, or into the physical body, we're creating the mere image of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, Elohim. And like He is, so are we. And, and as Jesus is, so are we on this earth according to the New Testament. And Jesus operated with the power of faith-filled words, and they created us with that same ability to walk and and create those things that we have need of, whether it be healing or or a financial mm-hmm. situation that's coming against us. We have the ability to prophesy God's word into the situation with with excellent results. Yes, yes. And you know what? That might be that might be news, new news to some people, but that's exciting, isn't it? My goodness, just to know that that we have that ability and that it's been given to us. Uh, and you say one of the keys to that is to actually emulate Jesus because that's what he did. What does it mean to emulate Jesus? To emulate Jesus is to be like he is. Um, like I was mentioning we're created in his mere image, according to Genesis 1, 26, 27, 28. He created us in his image to have dominion and to subdue this earth. And they've given us, God has given us this ability in our words to speak life and to speak death according to what's needed. Mm-hmm. Um, in Romans four seventeen. Um, The Word teaches us that we are to call those things that do not exist as though they already did by speaking the vocabulary of the Holy Spirit, of the prophetic language that He has. So that's where the prophetic comes in. That's that's what we're talking about, speaking things that, that do not exist as if they were. That's the prophetic when we say those words. And when we emulate Jesus, then we are speaking prophetically. Like you said, whether it be healing, emotional healing, physical healing, whatever need that we may have, that's that's where we get the prophetic part, correct? Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. And, you know, speaking about surrendering your voice, um, I, I know of an instance where you were actually in a meeting and you, the Holy Spirit spoke to you and then you in turn surrendered your voice and spoke that out. And uh, there was some folks there with arthritis, and you called them out. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. It was. I was someplace in the United States at a, at a healing conference, and I heard the Holy Spirit whisper in my ear to call the people that were suffering from arthritis to come forward. And so I did, and about 100 people showed up <laughs> that calling for that specific thing. And um, I was very amazed that there were so many people yes. in that meeting with, with specifically arthritis. And they had arthritis of everything and anything you can imagine. And so because there was so many all of a sudden at once, I had them hold hands. And, and I led them in a prayer of repentance because bitterness dries up the bones. And, and that's like one of the leading causes of arthritis is bitterness. At least, you know, people used to talk about it before. I don't know how they talk about it now. But anyway, I led them in this prayer of repentance. And and then I just, I laid my hands on the group. And I just said, in Jesus' name, I renounce the spirit of death, the spirit of arthritis attacking your, attacking your body. So I speak life into the marrow of your bones. And I say, be healed in Jesus' name. And it was amazing, almost everyone in that, out of all those people that came forward specifically for that, almost every single one was healed instantly. It was amazing. 
amazing. Yes, I guess so. You know, something that I love about you and your teaching, Becky, you don't just tell us to do something, but but you actually give us the words and what we're supposed to say. And I love that about your teaching. I wanted uh, you to share an example with us. You were you were telling us about um, the supernatural versus the natural and this very thing when you were absolutely standing your ground that you were going to line your words up with what God said. And uh, you had uh, a young boy that just came into your your home, your children's home. Uh, and what was his condition, Becky, and what happened? Well, this boy, and this was quite a few years ago, this boy, he was in the last stage of HIV called AIDS. And one of the um, common diseases that actually kills someone when they're in the last stage AIDS is tuberculosis. Mm-hmm. And... And this boy, he came to us, and he came off the streets. He came from another part of Guatemala. And in any way, he had all the symptoms of full-blown tuberculosis of the lungs, where he was coughing up blood and all of that. And the next day, we had to bring him to the hospital to have all these, uh, to have all these tests done for tuberculosis, to... Um, to see where he was at now, because we were told he only had less than two weeks to live, and we'd be burying him. And number one, we said, no, we're not doing that. Um, We're Christians, and we believe in healing. And so anyway, here I am at the the hospital the next day with him, and and they're doing all this blood work and everything, and a doctor and the nurses are, and I'm I'm, with this boy, and, and they're wanting to know who I am and what relationship do I have with this young boy. And anyway, so I, I told him, I said, I'm, my husband and I were missionaries. We have a children's home here. We, um, um, and, and I said, we're also Christians, and we, we believe in healing. And so we have this healing ministry. And, and I was starting to share testimonies to kind of build their faith up to know what I was talking about. Yes, yeah. And this one doctor, he was kind of like, he goes, are you sure about that? Are you sure these people are being healed? And I said, yes, they are. And he started to challenge me. All of a sudden, I, I mean, I knew he wasn't a believer. I mean, and and he was getting kind of um, upset with me because of my stance for healing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, they were now going to put these tubes down this boy, you know, to to get samples out of his lungs, and so I had to step out of the room. And and I said to the boy, I said, "Don't worry, um, we've prayed, and and everything's going to be just fine. You're going to be fine." And, and the doctors, they didn't like what I was saying to him. And, um, and, 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 and I said to, you know, I had said to the doctor, well, I'm praying and I don't believe he's going to have tuberculosis or he's healed of it. It's, it's, it's gone. And he didn't like that either. (laughs) And so anyway, I stepped out of the room and when the doctor came out, he had this little jar, this little sample of, of what was in this boy's lungs. And it was all peppered with, with, with junk inside of the liquid from his lungs and the doctor held it right up to my face, and he said, tuberculosis, classic tuberculosis. And I looked at him, and I said, no, he doesn't have it. And he said, he has it. This is classic tuberculosis. And I said, in Jesus' name, he does not have it. And he was getting madder and madder at me because I wouldn't accept his report. Now, I wasn't saying it nasty or anything. I was just saying, no, he doesn't have it. And, and that just made him so furious with me. So he kept saying, he has it. This is tuberculosis. And I said, in Jesus' name, no, he doesn't have it. And so the doctor, when he was walking out of the room, he shouted over (laughs) across the room and he said, tuberculosis. This is classic tuberculosis. And I said, no, he doesn't have it in Jesus' name. And it took um, several days and for some of the tests and several weeks for the other tests. And when we received the tuberculosis results back, there was no tuberculosis in his body. Yes. None. Woo. Even though he had the classic symptoms of it when we brought him in. Right, right. It, it, there was none in his lungs. He didn't have it anywhere. And then a few weeks later, all the HIV tests came back because he was three times the, the amount of HIV in the blood that would um, determine if someone is in the last stage of AIDS. Yes. And and those all turned out negative. And I remember when when that 
when 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 we got the results, it was over the phone, and and um, I said, call him up. And so he came upstairs, and I said, do you know what happened? And and I said, the test. There's there's no tuberculosis. There's no HIV in your body. They can't find it. Now this was a boy that was dying. I mean, he was he was very close to death, and so. It's a prime example of the power of life and death in our work. Yes, yes. And you don't have to be, you know, angry with the doctors or anything. They're doing their job and they're doing what they know to do. And we went to him in the first place. But we don't have to receive the report. Exactly. Hey, we're going to take a break in just a minute here. But before we do, I, you know, after that story, I, I have to ask you this question. You, you said that, that God revealed something to you about the whipping post. And, and I, was, I was thinking, Becky, how can you be so sure? How can you stand up with authority and speak those words like you were doing with the doctor? But I think it's found in this revelation that God gave you. Will you, will you tell us about that before we go to break? Yes, God gave me this revelation as I was teaching one time about Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, about where by his stripes we are healed. And this was all taking place at the whipping post. And this is a foundational teaching that I teach when I, wherever I go, why we can actually believe for our healing because of the redemptive blood of Jesus. Anyway, I'm, I'm teaching this, and I teach it every, so many times. And, and every, it's like every time I teach it, I get a deeper and deeper revelation, a deeper understanding of of what I'm even teaching people. God just continues to give me this revelation of mm-hmm. it. And so here I was teaching, and all of a sudden I saw the whipping post, and Jesus at the whipping post, and God was speaking to me, and he was saying, "Do you ever, did you ever read in the Word that Jesus was sick? And I was like, well, no, never. You know, we never even hear a hint of that he was suffering from any of it. And he says that's because he was, when he walked on this earth, he walked by faith and faith alone and faith in, in, in the Word of God. He was so full of faith that sickness and that couldn't penetrate his body. Yes, he was tempted in every way, but he never gave in. He never gave in to the temptation to, to sin, to get sick or any of that. And, and God showed me a revelation about it that... He said in those in those first whips that they were giving to him that they actually had to beat down his flesh and any like a tough piece of meat. And I know that's a gross revel, a gross picture, but you know, a tough piece of meat, you have to marinate it, you have to pound it and then you marinate it in this sauce so that it can absorb the flavor. Right. And God was showing me that's how it was with Jesus. They had to beat down his flesh first with those beginning whips because sickness, it wasn't in his body. He would not allow it. He would not surrender to it, to its power. And so they had to beat down the, the human flesh and and, um, and and how that happened. And, and, then, and then those extra, all those other whips was he was actually being whipped and taking on the, taking in into his body the our sicknesses and our diseases, which he carried on the cross. But the only reason that that could even happen was because he had to first give a verbal consent before the slaughtering process could even begin. And he did this in the Garden of Gethsemane Hmm. when he cried out, Father, not my will, but your will be done. And that's from Luke 22, 42. And so before Jesus could even... um, absorb our sicknesses and diseases through that whole Calvary process, he had to first give his prophetic consent, his words, that, that, that Father, not mine will, but your will be done. Yes. And because of it, he was able to marinate into, marinate our sickness and disease on him, in him, and yes. carry it to the cross, yes. done with it once and for all. 
Wow, that is that is certainly a powerful and vivid picture, isn't it? Well, Sid and I are so happy to have Becky back with us, and I know that you are too if you're listening today. Becky has a brand new book, hot off the press, literally, and she's also prepared an exclusive audio teaching series just for you. Her book is called The Prophetic and Healing Power of Your Words, and her teaching series, Speaking Miracles, contains three CDs, How to Create a Miracle, Do Your Words Hurt or Heal, and also Impartation for Miracles. Well, I ask Becky, why do you think so many people use negative words or instantly agree with bad reports? We're going to find out what her answer was in just a moment. Stay with us. Call now and get Becky Dvorak's powerful brand new book, The Prophetic and Healing Power of Your Words, and her anointed three-part audio CD teaching, Speaking Miracles. This is an exclusive package for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9585. Through Becky Dvorak's brand new book, she draws upon her personal experience and timeless Bible teaching to help mentor you on how to prophesy your healing by using words charged with the power of God. You will learn how to open the supernatural prophetic toolbox God has given you. Create atmospheres of healing through faith-filled words. Release blessings and reverse curses. Understand and operate the law of the spoken word. Activate the prophetic gifts of the spirit, words of knowledge, faith declaration, praying in the spirit to flow in the miraculous. The healing miracle that God wants to release to you may be just one word away. I wrote the book because people have been writing to me and asking me, to teach them how to speak words over themselves that produce healing in their physical bodies. Becky Dvorak wants you to experience what she does on a daily basis. The dead coming back to life, incurable diseases healed, tumors disappearing, blind eyes seeing, deaf ears hearing, paralytics walking, and unusual and unexplainable miracles manifesting right before your eyes. Becky has prepared three dynamic messages in this powerful teaching, how to create a miracle, do your words hurt or heal? Impartation for Miracles. The series includes Becky's powerful prayers of impartation. Now, many of you have heard teaching on speaking the right words, but you have never had the prayers written out for you. You have never had the insight she's learned from all her prayer and fasting as to, you see, it's all happening in the invisible world and she makes it visible. Don't miss out on getting Becky Dvorak's powerful brand new book, The Prophetic and Healing Power of Your Words, and her anointed three-part audio CD teaching, Speaking Miracles. This is an exclusive package for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9585. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9585 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. Welcome back to Messianic Vision. I'm Donna Chavis, and we have uh, Becky Dvorak with us today. And, you know, Becky, I've heard some people say, you know, what you don't know can't hurt you. I'm not sure I agree with that. What do you say? Well, I don't agree with that because according to Hosea 4, 6, You know, it's a very popular verse that it says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Wow, that's powerful. We suffer because we don't know God's Word. We don't study God's Word. We haven't been taught God's Word like we ought to. And so, yes, it does hurt us. It does hurt us. Yes. Well, so, I mean, do you think that, I can't imagine that some people agree with these bad reports or negative words or things like that. Uh, on purpose, do you think it's because they just don't know uh, and they, they haven't been taught what you're talking about here, about the prophetic and healing power that's in our words? I, I agree with you. I, I think the majority of us do not understand what the power of words, the prophetic power of words, and how they do, how they do harm us, like with a with a negative doctor report, when someone says, when someone receives the, a negative report that they have such and such amount of time left to live, and they just accept it, or they accept the cancer report, yes, whatever it is, yes, and, and they don't understand that those words, um, when we when we lay claim to them that we actually give 
give Satan free reign in our bodies mm. to use this weapon of warfare against us. You just gave us a great example of that when you were talking about the little boy and the doctor was saying, he has this, he has tuberculosis, and you were going, no, in Jesus' name he does not. And that was a perfect example. As soon as his words came out, you cut it off with a no, and then, mm-hmm. you know, put out the powerful name of Jesus after that. And so... My goodness, that is such a great teaching just right there, if that's all we had. But you've got, you've got so much more. And, and you said even our body obeys our words. Our own bodies obey our words. Mm-hmm, they do, because our words have the power of life and death. Mm-hmm. And everything we're speaking is either prophesying life or death into our physical body or into the situation around us. Mm-hmm. For example, if, if a woman... Um, continues to nag and say, I am so sick and tired of this. I am so sick and tired of that. You know, and she just goes on and on. It's just, it's just, it's a habit. It's a thing that she just constantly says over and over. You know what's going to happen to her body? She's going to become sick. Sick and tired. tired. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about labels? You talk about labels, and I know you do some teaching on this as well. And what am I talking about labels? Uh, like if, if someone has cancer or dyslexia or, or any kind of thing, it's, it's almost like taking on a label. And that's, that's not good for people. No, it's not. And, and I'm a strong believer that we need to remove the power behind these labels with the name of Jesus by the power of the blood. And, um, you know, like alcoholism, it's a real strong label. Mm. I know people, my husband was one of them before we ever met. Um, He used to be an alcoholic. He grew up in an alcoholic family. And so he had this label on him as, as a young, you know, young man, like 16, 17, 18, you know, 19 years old, whatever, that, that he was an alcoholic. He would forever be an alcoholic. But when we met, he was about 21 years old, and our first date, I took him to church, mm-hmm. and and he ended up giving his life to Jesus, and that pastor gave a message that was directly for him, and even though he didn't know who my husband was, didn't know anything about him, and, and, it, and my husband ended up giving his life to the Lord that day, and it was about forgiving your earthly fathers, and when my husband did that and walked through that process— you know, with all sincerity of his heart, that that whole fear of being an alcoholic was gone. And he has never had a desire for it ever again in his life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And those type of labels don't come from God. They don't. I really believe, um, for one, they're, they're just human classifications of, of sicknesses and diseases and sin, whatever. And and, and we have power over these things in the name of Jesus. If we will learn how to activate, how to use the prophetic power of our words to release healing into all situations, mm-hmm. deliverance into all situations, people don't have to be bound to these things. We had our one of our adopted sons, Andres. He was, when he came to us, he was six weeks old. He had, he, um, he was having alcohol withdrawals when we when we received him at six weeks old. His birth mother drank while he was in the womb, so his his two the two lobes of his brain didn't didn't grow properly. They they weren't touching like they're supposed to touch, and 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 so he was labeled with fetal alcohol syndrome, even though he didn't have the facial features of it. He was labeled that because it happened in his in in the womb, and then after he was born, the mother was giving him alcohol, and there was so many things going on with him. And so when we received him, those labels were already going on with him. And then we were to find out that that he was now being labeled with um, autism. Mm-hmm. And he had the classic symptoms of autism, every single one of them. And, and I remember bringing him to a doctor because I ha- I knew in my heart what was going on, but I needed someone to tell me, is this because we're in this children's home and we have to do things legally? And so I, I brought him to this doctor and 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 he ta- and he confirmed this is this is um, autism, and 
and it was severe autism. I mean, he would scream and, and holler for four or five hours nonstop, and I, I didn't know what to do. I couldn't calm him down. I mean, it was just, it was so horrible. And, you know, he was the kid that always spun. Everything had to spin. He couldn't look you in the eye. He was nonverbal. I mean, it was just, it was horrendous what it was doing to our family. And and to him, I didn't know how to calm him. I didn't know how to soothe him. And um, and I remember the doctor was saying, well, we can give him some medication, but this is more for the mother than it is for him. And I looked at him and I said, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not taking that. I'm, we're not doing this to him. I'm going to go home and I'm going to find out from the Lord what I have to do. I don't know what to do, but I have to find out. Yes. And through a lot of prayer and fasting, I remember one day because we had all the children living with us at the time, and um, and at that time my husband and I had fourteen little ones, and Andres oh. was one of them. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and and Andres was going into this full blown um, fit of rage again, and and I didn't know what to do, and I was just trying to just go about my daily business with all the other kids, and I, I just I couldn't settle him down. And I heard the Lord say to me, take your authority over that violent autistic spirit now. And I stopped. I went, that's it? And so I did it. And I I said, in Jesus' name, I renounce that violent autistic spirit now. In Jesus' name, get out of him. And as soon as I said that, because I meant it from my heart, um, the, the tantrum stopped, and he never, ever had one again. And one by one, every single autistic um, characteristic, those odd characteristics, every one came off of him until one day he just came up and started talking to me, carrying a conversation as if he had always been speaking all his life. And I just stood there, and I didn't know what to say. I was just so so flabbergasted by the whole thing. But... My, our son now, he, he, we've adopted him, but our son now is 17 years old. You would never know he had been autistic. Yes. You would. There's not one sign of it in his body or in his character at all. It's amazing. Yes. You know what? Oh, my goodness, Becky. It, it's not that you were denying the fact that, that he had that because you saw and felt and experienced all these all these symptoms that he had. But you, oh, you said that word authority. You were taking your authority over that and speaking out the power, the power, the power of your words. And you know what? I have read that scripture so many times as as just words, and I'm sure a lot of people do. Oh, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. I've read that so many times, and you think, oh, that's a good scripture. That's a good scripture. But it has to become revelation to you as what you teach. Mm-hmm. It does. It has to be revelation. And that comes from opening up the Bible, reading the Word of God, praying, meditating on it, fasting on the Word, and asking the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what does this, what, what is he saying in this portion of Scripture? Yes. What does this mean? You know, how do you, how do you actuate the whole thing? What do you do in your situation? And he wants to tell you, mm-hmm. yes, you, we have the power of life and death in our words. And it's, it's, it's the desire of the Holy Spirit to give us this revelation. Mm-hmm. We have to seek after it. And you know, when that, when that becomes revelation, it's, it's life-changing, isn't it? Like for you, for yourself, for your family, for others. I mean, this was life-changing uh, for your son. So that, that is amazing. I want to read something, Becky, that I found in your book. Oh, my goodness, this is so good. Just listen to these words. Ponder upon the limitlessness of your verbal expressions and rewrite impossible circumstances into possible ones. Contemplate the glory of God that you can create as you begin to allow the resurrection power of life to roll off your tongue each day. Oh, my. <laughs> that, uh, wow, that in itself is very, very powerful. You know what? I would love for you to take a moment and pray, Becky, because I think really, like me, a lot of us have read these words, but it had not become revelation to us. Will you pray for revelation uh, even even now? Amen. Father God, in Jesus' name, 
I ask, Holy Spirit, that you hover over these listeners, the people that are truly seeking to understand how to how to operate in the prophetic power of their words that produce healing and miracles into every situation that they're facing. Father God, I especially pray for for the moms and the dads that are dealing with autistic children. Father God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that they will that they will learn how to remove the power that that they have been living under this label that has their family under such such bondage, Father God, and it's just wearing them down in Jesus' name. I pray the revelation of Andres' testimony, the revelation of the power of life and death in our words, Father God, that they will learn how to activate this truth, this revelation that they have authority over this demonic spirit, yes. autism. And for those that are dealing with cancers and and other life-threatening diseases, Father God, that they will remove the power of death from those labels in Jesus' name, that they will learn how to release the spirit of life into their very beings and into their loved ones, and that the family will unite in unity in the power of love and, and walk boldly in your word that, yes, as you are Jesus, so are they on this earth, and that you've created them to operate in the power of the prophetic that releases healing and deliverance and the miraculous into every situation they face. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, yes, amen. Now, even though you've been talking about the creative power and the prophetic uh, power for the positive and and life-changing power that's in our tongue, we also have destructive power in our tongue, too, but that's not to be used against other people, right? You're right. And there is a time when we need to know how to speak death into situations, but you're absolutely right. It's never against people. According to Ephesians, in um, Ephesians 6.12, it tells us, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against people, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of darkness, against spiritual hosts of wickedness, in the heavenly places. Our enemy is Satan and his demonic force. It's never people. And so, but we have the authority, all authority has been given to us according to the New Testament, that that we have been given all authority over Satan and all of his wicked works. And if we will learn how to activate the creative and destructive power of our tongues correctly, we can overtake Satan in every situation that, that he tries uses uses against us. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, something that's a little humorous, I know some people um, uh, maybe poke a little fun at someone uh, if they talk to themselves or speak to themselves, but <laughs> as far as the Bible is concerned, speaking to yourself is not a bad thing. No, it's not. It's actually God designed us to do so, and he calls it meditation. And it means, meditation means to mutter or to speak out loud to yourself. Um, now, I'm not speaking about the worldly form of meditation. Right. To empty yourself, and which is very dangerous, a very dangerous practice, because that opens people up to the demonic realm. And any, any empty vessel that the enemy is going to take right over if he can. But God's form of meditation, we can find it in Joshua 1.8. And... And we are to fill ourselves according to his word. We are to fill ourselves with the word of God. Yes. Then we're to ponder upon or meditate upon these scriptures. And then we verbalize or vocalize these verses out loud repeatedly. And, you know, throughout the day, through our daily lives. And then and then what happens? Because what's in the heart comes out of the mouth and what comes out of the mouth, you know, produces. Yes. And so... You know, that, that, that's, that's God's form of meditation. And so eventually, as we start to, to um, speak the Word of God out over our lives, our lives transform, and we actually start living out what we have been speaking over ourselves yes. or, 
our body surrenders to what we're speaking over over them. Yes. Whether good or bad. Yes. So um, I want to make sure that I'm speaking and meditating on the good. And I found something quite interesting. You were talking about the science or the the medical behind uh, negative and constant complaining, you know, just chronic complaining all the time. What does that do to us? Well, chronic complaining, you know, I mean, it's not just, um, you know, you're a little mad once in a while. This is the chronic where it's just nonstop. It's someone that's so negative and everything is constantly. But you know, we should be asking ourselves, is it okay to, you know, like, let off a little bit of steam or to vent our negative feelings? Um, when we complain, our body releases the stress hormone called cortisol. Cortisol shifts us into a, a fight-or-flight mode, mm-hmm. and it actually raises our blood pressure, our blood sugar, impairs our immune systems, and it makes us susceptible to high cholesterol, diabetes, heart disease, obesity, yes. strokes, and the list goes on and on. Hey, Becky, you know, what? when I was reading this, when I was uh, learning about this from you and your teaching, I actually started looking up this, uh, this uh, hormone, this stress hormone, cortisol. And I found on the Mayo Clinic, very, very well-respected uh, medical website, I found on there that it was uh, talking about some, some ways to lower this dangerous hormone. And <laughs> I found it quite interesting. Uh, some of the ways to do that is a healthy diet, low impact exercise, and guess what the other one was? Meditation. <laughs> so Amen. as soon as I, I, yeah, as soon as I saw that, I thought, and I remembered what you were saying in Joshua 1.8 to meditate on these, these good things. So that was pretty amazing to me. Well, we're going to take a little break, and uh, we want you to be sure and get Becky Dvorak's amazing book and audio teaching series. It is literally, just like we've been talking about, it's literally life-changing. Her brand new book is The Prophetic and Healing Power of Your Words, and her three-CD teaching series, Speaking Miracles. Well, I know it's exciting to hear about what God's doing in Becky's life and in her ministry, but did you know that she also carries a ministry of importation. Uh, We're going to hear about a young lady that Becky was mentoring and what happened in a life or death situation with her. We'll be right back. Did you know that every word you speak is prophesying life or death concerning your future? What if every believer could defeat the powers of sickness by prophesying words of healing and receive healing for themselves or release it to others by simply speaking the prophetic words that God gives them? Now Becky wants to help you learn how to create an atmosphere for the miraculous in your everyday life. Call now and get Becky Dvorak's powerful brand new book, The Prophetic and Healing Power of Your Words and her anointed three-part audio CD teaching, Speaking Miracles. This is an exclusive package for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9585. Through Becky Dvorak's brand new book, she draws upon her personal experience and timeless Bible teaching to help mentor you on how to prophesy your healing by using words charged with the power of God. You will learn how to open the supernatural prophetic toolbox God has given you. Create atmospheres of healing through faith-filled words. Release blessings and reverse curses. Understand and operate the law of the spoken word. Activate the prophetic gifts of the spirit, words of knowledge, faith declaration, praying in the spirit to flow in the miraculous. The healing miracle that God wants to release to you may be just one word away. I wrote the book because people have been writing to me and asking me to teach them how to speak words over themselves that produce healing in their physical bodies. Through Becky Dvorak's exclusive three-part audio CD teaching, Becky shares that every word you speak actually prophesies either life or death. And with the power of this revelation, Becky Dvorak wants you to experience what she does on a daily basis. The dead coming back to life, incurable diseases healed, tumors disappearing, blind eyes seeing, deaf ears hearing, paralytics walking, and unusual and unexplainable miracles manifesting right before your eyes. Becky has prepared three dynamic messages in this powerful teaching. How to create a miracle. Do your words hurt or heal? 
Impartation for Miracles. The series includes Becky's powerful prayers of impartation. Now, many of you have heard teaching on speaking the right words, but you have never had the prayers written out for you. You have never had the insight she's learned from all her prayer and fasting as to, you see, it's all happening in the invisible world and she makes it visible. Don't miss out on getting Becky Dvorak's powerful brand new book, The Prophetic and Healing Power of Your Words, and her anointed three-part audio CD teaching, Speaking Miracles. This is an exclusive package for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9585. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9585 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. Welcome back to Messianic Vision. I'm here with Becky Dvorak. Becky, I am so glad that you have joined us and stayed with us today uh, to teach us and to help us understand some of these life-changing principles. And you know what? I know that, that people have giftings and callings, but a lot of these principles, these things that you teach can be taught to other people that can be imparted to other people and they can actually learn to do the same things that you do. There was, there was a young lady that you were mentoring for a couple of years uh, and she ran into quite a life or death situation. Um, yes, I was mentoring uh, a young lady. I still am. And through the course of books and seminars and all of that. And anyway, she ran into a situation where her dad's best friend had received a diagnosis of stage four lung cancer with no treatment options available. Mm. In other words, he was dying and there was nothing anybody could do about yes. it. But, you know, I've, I've taught her to be, you know, I've encouraged her to be a woman of faith, regardless of what's going on. And um, she activated the message, mm -hmm. the very message that we've been talking about today. And she began to pray and told her friend what, what to pray, how to pray, just like I had been teaching her, just like we're, te just like we're talking about, you know, the power of life and death in our words. And, and, and she gave him, told him exactly what to pray and start believing these faith-filled words. And he did. And he messaged her back, you know, a few days later and said, thank you for your prayers. There is no cancer. Is that amazing? Yeah. Yes, it certainly is. <laughs> it, it most yeah. certainly is. He was about to die. Yes. Yes. Well, and you know what? You, we talk about life or death situations, and that is exactly what that scripture says that we talked about earlier. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Ooh, that is powerful. <laughs> I hope everybody else is enjoying this as much as I am. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Um, I want to talk about a couple of um, uh, terms or words that, that we use a lot when we're talking about this subject that people may not um, be real clear on their meaning. Talk to us. What does it mean about um, confession? When we say, this is my confession, what does that mean? Okay. The confession for healing um, in the Greek language, the word confession means to speak the same thing or to agree. Mm. Yes. It's, it's very important or vital to us to choose to say the same thing that God says about our healing. Um, instead of continuing to curse our bodies with negative medical reports and symptoms, confess God's healing truths over our bodies instead. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what you did with the little boy that that uh, had HIV, AIDS. That's exactly what you did. Every time the doctor said, it's this, you would say, no, I am confessing, basically, that I'm going to line up with what God says, and that will be my confession. And that's what you did. What about, what about the word declaring? Declaring. I like this one. I do, too. Um, when you spiritually declare a thing, you make an official verbal statement about something you already have or possess. Oh, that's important, isn't it? What you just said, what you already have. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, in the natural, I'm, you know, I'm constantly traveling abroad for healing events, seminars, conferences, whatever. And I have to cross into the customs all the time. And I have to declare 
what I have in my possession, mm-hmm. in my suitcase. What do I have in my purse? What do I have on me? And, and, and it's what I already have, not what I want to have, but what I have. And and they have the right to the legal right to double check to in my suitcases and in my bags to make sure what I say is actually true. And I, I really love this because, you know, we're declaring spiritually what we have. And it works the same in the spirit realm. I declare, for example, I have all authority over Satan and all of his wicked works, including sickness and disease. Yes. Now, when we, when we declare something, when we speak something out, the supernatural realm hears this declaration of faith. And, mm-hmm. and for one... When we declare, you know, that, for example, that we have all authority over Satan and all of his wicked works, including sickness and disease, this releases the ministering angels to work on our behalf, and, it, and, and the manifestation starts to begin. But it also, the demonic side of the supernatural hears this declaration of faith as well. And, you know, sometimes they will put our words to the test. Yes. And so we have to stand our ground. No, this is what I have. According to Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, I am already healed. Not will be, but I am healed. I love that. I like that so much. I heard you say we have to stand our ground. So now this is something that we have to do when we're talking about prophetic power in our words, right? We have to do this. God's not going to do this for us at this point. No, he's not, because he already has done everything he's going to do. At Calvary, Jesus did everything. Remember when Jesus um, completed his work on the cross? He cried out the words, it is finished. Yes. He he did everything on this earth that he came to do. Amen? Yes, yes. And And so now it's our responsibility to take what God has given us, and to put it into action. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of Christians don't like that word responsibility. <laughs> they want God to do it all. But God wants us to be mature. He wants us to go out and, and create the miracles with our prophetic words and actions. Mm-hmm. So he puts that responsibility in the hand of the believer. And there comes a point when we have to stop being spoon-fed, because after a while... What's, what's in that spoon isn't nourishment we need. We need to, just like a baby, we need to actually get up and walk. Yes. We need to learn how to feed ourselves. We need to, we need to learn how to live life. Yes. And that's how it is spiritually. God expects us to be responsible with our words and prophesy those things that we have need of and to speak to prophesy death over Satan and all of his wicked works that are coming against us. Yes. Amen. That is exactly right. And I can just promise everyone that's listening, if you get this book, and we certainly hope that you do today and and Becky's teachings, uh, you will get exactly that. You will get taught and you will learn that God has done what he's going to do. Jesus did what he was going to do. He said, it is finished. My part is finished. So now it's up to us. So I'm going to be a big girl, Becky. And I'm not going to be a baby anymore. And I'm going to say, look, I'm going to take my responsibility. And it's time for me to do the work that I need to do because he's already done his. So I, for one, I know, (laughs) I, for one, I'm going to uh, own up to that right now. So I thank you for that teaching. I wanted to ask you this. Um, There was a story that you told us about a woman. uh, I believe she was in Europe. uh, And you knew this lady, and she sent you an urgent prayer request about a brain tumor. Now, this was a tumor that she had. Is that correct? Yes. uh Uh-huh. Yes. She personally had it. She came back from from traveling, and when she got back, she something wasn't right when she got back. She felt very sick and dizzy and fainting, and she went to the doctor the next day when she got back to, to Europe, to her home, and they told her that she had this, this brain tumor. Now, she's been reading the messages from the books and listening to the YouTube videos and coming to seminars and whatnot, and and she knew that she knew what she had to do. Yes. And she said, in Jesus' name, I don't have this. In Jesus' name, I am healed from this. In Jesus' name. And she wrote me 
you know, she popped me an email and said, will you please join your faith with me? Because, you know, she's having to overcome the spirit of fear and sure. everything that they're telling her. I mean, these are normal things that people go through. Of course. We don't have to give in to them. And so, you know, over the Internet, we were we were chatting, and, and I was just praying with her, and I said, here's what you need to say. You need to renounce the spirit of death in your brain. You need to... You need to speak death into this tumor. You need to command it to be gone, to shrivel up and be gone in Jesus' name. Yes. And and she did that, and and she went for, um, she had to go for an MRI the next day, and the doctors were just dumbfounded. They they didn't they didn't even know how to explain what was going on. What they saw in her was totally different from what they saw in the CAT scan that day or two before that, and they're like going, you know, surely this not this must not be right. That They're saying it looks like the tumor has melted into liquid, and it did. <laughs> My. <laughs> and they continued to do tests to, yes. to, 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 to prove it and, and, and to say, well, we're wrong. These tests are wrong. And every test that they continued to do, made her testimony even stronger and stronger and it did you could they they could see it on on the MRI and that that the tumor melted into liquid a tumor yes in her brain Whew. they gave her an antibiotic and sent her home <laughs> that that is amazing and that is wonderful you know we're going to have to leave uh, everyone here in just a moment but becky I- would love it if you can just pray for the uh, listeners before we leave uh, for healing for those. I know we've been talking a lot about healing for healing for those that need it. And also that this message would become revelation to them and not just words on a page like we've read so many times, but that that it would be activated and become revelation to them. Amen. Father God, in Jesus name, I just renounce the spirit of death with the prophetic power of my words in Jesus' name. I renounce the spirit of death that is attacking these listeners in Jesus' name. I renounce cancer, diabetes. I renounce epilepsy and so many other diseases that are attacking these people in Jesus' name. I speak healing into the hearts of those that that, that are dealing with, with weakened hearts in Jesus' name. High blood pressure, we renounce this and the and the root causes of it, that those illnesses, that those that, that those illnesses are brought down to nothing in the name of Jesus. And that organs are recreated and they function perfectly normal in Jesus' name. I pray, Father God, that these listeners will get these messages into their hands and, and they will not only that, they will read it, but they will get it deep into their spirit, and they will start activating the power of this message to those all around them, because we know we're living in the last days, and we know that healing is the fastest way to win people to the Lord. Yes. And Father God, we, you have given us the power of life and death in our words, and we need to, to rise up to the occasion and take the responsibility, Father God, and activate the power of your word for your glory through us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 I just, one last um, comment from me. I know you were with us uh, a couple of years ago, Becky, when you were with us for the first time, and literally thousands and thousands of people responded and got your teaching and just um, uh, allowed themselves to be taught and allowed this message to become revelation to them. And we got so many responses for people calling us and writing us saying, I was healed, I was healed, I was healed, you know. And, you know, that is that is our goal to give people messages and teaching and training and and offer folks like yourself that can minister uh, healing to them, goodness to them, but also impart to them so that they can go and do the same thing. So I just know that everybody, everybody that's listening, I just encourage you to get this powerful, powerful 
uh, package that Becky has put together for you this time. And I just, uh, I know you'll love it. We loved it. We had so many great responses when you were here before, Becky. So thank you again for coming to be with us. We really, really appreciate that. So I just want to thank everybody for uh, listening today. And uh, here's Sid to tell you how you can get this powerful resource by Becky Dvorak. Sid. In Becky Dvorak's brand new book, she mentors every reader on how to prophesy their healing by using words charged with the power of God. She has taught these principles to multitudes worldwide and breakthrough results. Her book is the prophetic and healing power of your words, and her audio teaching series, Speaking Miracles, contains three CDs. First, how to create a miracle. Second, do your words hurt or heal? And third, impartation for miracles. You get this entire package, all for an investment of only 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website, at SidRoth.org, S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9585. Once again, that's offer number 9585.